Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, Sam Gupta. Sam, you are the uh, principal consultant, aka the founder of Elevate IQ. Also, you're the host and founder of WBS Rocks. You guys are found on the web at elevateiq.com. That's no E, so it's E-L-E-V-A-T-I-Q.com. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to talk to your fun listeners. Yeah, for sure. All right, so high level, what does Elevate IQ do? Elevate IQ is in the ERP and digital transformation business. Now, your listeners might be thinking what the hell ERP is. So (laughs) ERP stands for Enterprise Resource Planning. Typically, companies use, and primarily this is going to be used in the product-centric organizations. Those Mm. are going to be manufacturers, distributors, retailers, but the most of the companies are probably going to require some sort of ERP system because the output of the ERP system is going to be the financial uh, statements. That is going to be your cash flow balance sheet, income statement. So we are in that business. We build these larger integrated systems for companies when they outgrow these smaller systems such as QuickBooks. Mm, yeah. All right. So it, So historically, who have you, like what types of companies have you worked with? So that is going to be, as I mentioned, it's going to be manufacturers, $10 million uh, and up are probably the right fit for an ERP system. Before that, they can live with siloed systems such as uh, it could be a CRM or it could be just the accounting. They might not be connected. They might not be integrated. They might have an e-commerce system. So it's going to be manufacturers, distributors, retailers, $10 million and up. Yeah. And so they would come to you if things are just running inefficiently, right? So the majority of the time problem is going to be because their admin cost is increasing. They are not able to grow. The systems are becoming the bottleneck. They are not able Mm. to sign the deal their customers want because their systems are not necessarily integrated with the customer systems. So there are a lot of different problems around growth and scale. And when that problem happens, they'll come to us for help. Yeah. So if we're talking about, and let's kind of look at the life cycle of a business in yeah. manufacturing and kind of, or, or uh, you, you know, again, you also work at distribution, retail and so yeah. forth. Um, but, but kind of take me through the life cycle of like, let's say when they start and then what starts happening as they grow and grow and grow and, and where might these pain points uh, show up? So uh, let me make sure I understand the question, right? So are you looking for the entire sales cycle? Uh, No, no, no. And I'm more concerned about, so let's say that a company starts off, um, you know, sales start picking up. They're a small, small company, right? So they start off small, they start growing. And at what point 
are they going to really need to start thinking about an ERP solution? So the best way to think is going to be in terms of the number of people that you are going to have in each of the departments. For example, let's say when a company starts, it's going to be a startup. Uh, the majority of the time, founder or CEO, just like ourselves, I don't know, Josh, uh, if you are the founder and CEO of your company, but in most cases, they actually wear multiple hats. They are going to be doing a lot of different things from the operations perspective, from the finance perspective, from the marketing perspective. But as they grow, they are going to add a lot more people. But when they add more people, what is going to happen is each of these people are probably going to be responsible for each of those departments. But mm -hmm. when they grow after that point, let's say if a company is going to have more than 10 people uh, in the company, then what is going to happen is your marketing is going to have multiple people. Your operations is probably going to have multiple people. Your finance is going to have multiple people. When you bring those people, they are going to bring their own habits, their own processes. And if you let them lose, then what is going to happen is they are going to create their own systems. So that's the point when you would probably need a standardized system or the process yeah. so everybody is speaking same language uh, not everybody is trying to create their own countries inside your country <laughs> so there are three kind of players that you work with in terms of the the software solution to that uh, Microsoft Acumatica uh, and Infor can you can you kind of give us an overview of so with Microsoft um, we're talking Microsoft Dynamics 365 right yes Yes. And, and how's that solution, by the way, compared to the others? Well, so even though we have positioned only three solutions on our website, our yeah. website is not really up updated at this point of time, to be honest. Okay, we have been trying to do that. So we get involved in a lot of selection projects. So our goal is going to be to recommend clients which solution they should be choosing. So mm. ideally, I'm not supposed to be telling you uh, which solution is the best or I am not supposed to have, yeah. be having right, right. any opinion towards any specific solution, okay? So in this case, Microsoft 365 is an amazing solution. And so mm -hmm. are, you know, 200 other solutions that are there in the market. Everything yeah, Net, NetSuite by Oracle. Like I see, I hear their commercials everywhere. Are they in ERP? They are absolutely an okay. ERP solution. Yeah, you know, they and they've got a huge ad, ad budget because that's all I hear when uh, <laughs> Amazon Echo does my morning news. <laughs> yes, they definitely have a lot of budget. Obviously, um, uh, Oracle is a very strong company in terms of their presence and, and sales and marketing, but there's no doubt that NetSuite is an amazing solution. And as I said, so are uh, you know other folks. They might not have as much ad budget because they might be spending that money towards their customers. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so um, it, can you get into starting to move to more of a, an ERP, you know, uh, um, foundation? Can you do this DIY? Well, so that's a very interesting question. And a lot of customers actually struggle with this question a lot. Uh, you know, why can I not do, do this on my own? Mm. One of the problems with ERP is going to be ERP excels when you have expertise 
implementing a lot of different ERP systems. So as I had mentioned the life cycle of a business, how the business starts. So if you look at a, a startup, I mean, they, they don't necessarily are the expert of the business processes or the scale or the business model. They are simply trying to survive the way they can, mm. uh, you know, till they reach $10 million. Now that becomes your culture. That becomes your processes. So you were not expert of this. It's not that I mean, CFD founder is going to have experience of running, let's say, $100 million company or $200 million company. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I don't know why they would start a startup. <laughs> sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, right? So this actually becomes the culture. So you need that expertise, somebody who has lived there, who has been there, uh, and they bring that expertise from the to simplify the business. Because see, if you are looking purely from the tool perspective, from the technology perspective, from the solution perspective, you could probably do it. But then the the data point that you need to pay attention to is going to be 70 to 80% of the ERP implementations fail. You are going to hear a lot of stories in media of ERP failure. And the majority of the time, the reason why they fail is because they don't provide the business value the way the business was expecting. If you are implementing this for the first time, most likely it is going to fail even if you hire a consultant. Because yes. you don't, <laughs> because you don't understand how uh, you know ERP implementation is going to work, yeah. and why you need to simplify the business before you actually implement the tool. So you could technically be do it, but you require a lot of expertise from the market to be able to understand the best practices of what uh, really an ERP implementation is and how to clean your data, how to clean your processes before you put that into an ERP system. It doesn't matter whether you are going for the marketing heavy NetSuite or <laughs> you are going for something else, but you definitely need to think about simplifying your business before you implement that. Yeah, I mean, I could see where this would be a pretty decent return on investment uh, proposition if we're bringing in a pretty good consultant, right? Because you know the the efficiencies that 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 we could put in place uh, are going to be could be potentially money save very money uh, a very big money saving opportunity long term. So in case of an ERP, what that does is it's almost like your financial glue, okay? So it provides a lot of financial control. It provides uh, you know data points that you need to be able to make decisions whether you are launching a new product, whether you are launching a new pricing strategy. Uh, you know the more integrated your processes are, the more corrected your processes are, uh, the less uh, you know manual intervention you are going to have in your processes. So imagine your order to cash process. So when your order starts, we both know Josh and I don't know if you do a lot of sales, but in sales it's all about timing. The sooner you provide the the product to your your customers, the the more they are going to come back to you. The faster you de deliver your product uh, to your customers, the more they are going to come back to you, Josh, right? Sure. So that's where the ERP is going to be super helpful in connecting these processes. But again, it's going to be up to the business owners, right? How much they can see, how much they can visualize these processes, how receptive they are in working, in simplifying these processes, in working with the ERP consultants. ERP consultants are going to have their own limitations because if you are are uh, not able to see that or you are not able to listen to them, uh, you might not get the, the real benefits of an ERP. And that's why a lot of times people complain that, you know what, ERPs are legacy systems. They don't work. They don't work because they are not configured right, um, yeah. typically in our experience. 
So, Sam, you've been at this um, at the helm of uh, Elevate IQ since 2015, so over six years. Congratulations on that. Where do you get your customers from? Like, how do you get connected with them? So, uh, we have many different marketing channels, uh, and we are really good at building the content as well and the presence mm-hmm. uh, on um, on media. So, yeah, so for us, number one uh, channel is always going to be uh, either some of the referral channels that we have, that is going to be these uh, providers in the market. The providers, when I say the enterprise software provides the, the, the companies yeah. that are trying to sell their software. In this case, for example, let's say Oracle SAPs of the world, uh, they uh, provide a lot of uh, you know business to us. That is number one. Number two is going to be our own inbound and outbound marketing. So we put out a lot of content, content because these are very expensive purchases. Customers are going to have tons and tons of questions. So we put our content, we put our videos, we put uh, uh, we have our own podcast, uh, and uh, and other than that, we have our outbound team as well that actually go after the customers, the targeted customers, mm. which are going to be manufactured distributor e-commerce companies uh, and typically our target customers are going to be either CFOs or CEOs so yeah so again it's uh, it's similar to any other manufacturing or any other tech organization the way they would prospect we prospect the same way yeah so tell me about uh, WBS rocks what do you get what are you doing here <laughs> so yeah I mean honestly speaking this is the this is the worst because of because of COVID. Uh, before that, we were super busy just because of our expertise, right? Yeah. Uh, customers would come to us just because we knew what we were doing. Uh, and because of that, we never had to worry about finding the business. But as soon as COVID hit, as you know, in companies, what happens, they uh, put a full stop on, on the most expensive uh, you know, purchases. And sure. number one of that is always going to be you know things like ERP systems, because obviously they are very risky, they are very expensive. So obviously our market started drying, you know, we didn't have much of the traction from the market, from the customers. Our lead flow has started drying as well. Uh, the pipeline was very lean. The existing contracts, uh, you know, started getting canceled. We had tons and tons of time in, in the world, right? And we wanted to figure out, okay, what can we do now to create this next funnel or the next generation of uh, pipeline where we don't mm-hmm. have to couple ourselves to things like pandemic. And that's where we started WBS Rocks. So obviously, you know, for us, it's more of the community. For us, it's more of the lead generation play. So we mm-hmm. started with our, uh, you know, podcast, that is number one. But then we have several different initiatives around the community. So we yeah. are providing the community experience to our partners, uh, to our customers, and they are coming to our community uh, and building the, the tighter relationship. So if they are going to hear any of the conversations around our business, our hope is going to be uh, they refer that, that to us. So it's yeah. really a media brand. It's, it's really community, slightly more open than your commercial arm, uh, which is Elevate IQ. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of this for about any companies become a brand journalist. I mean, not only do you, is it a great relationship building tool, but it now allows you to become a center of influence within the space. And, you know, if you show up and you're here to serve and you're here to help, uh, you know, people... People will appreciate you for that. And, you know, it's it's uh, not a bad thing to get folks in your industry to love you. 
Honestly speaking, you know, when I used to sell before, and I'm actually going to tell you a story, uh, my approach has always been slightly more educational just because that space yes. we are in, we cannot afford to be CLC. So the story is, you know, uh, I never trusted in the inbound marketing. And the reason for that is because, you know, we were calling these customers on a daily basis and uh, my inbound marketer is going to come to me and they are going to tell me that, you know what, uh, you know, uh, the customers are going to come to your website. They are going to look at your content. They are going to... Read the content from the website, and they are going to give the business. And I was like, "Come on, buddy! You know, I am actually calling these customers on a daily basis. I am in touch with them on a daily basis. And you are telling me that, you know, when I'm dialing them, I'm outreaching them, and they are not listening to me. They are going to come back to my website, and they are going to give me business. That doesn't make any sense. So that's why we didn't do any sort of inbound marketing in the past. But then, you know, as COVID happened, then we started to figure out, okay, how can we build this thought leadership? So as part of the thought leadership, I I would say uh, when we started doing this, it was the same sales pitch because as I mentioned, I was never salesy. I was always educational. Yeah. Then I did not really have the kind of trust that I needed in, in my, my organization or in the sales process. But here, when I started doing this content building, uh, you have no idea, Josh, how many customers call us on a daily basis, to be honest, these are the same customers that we were calling on a daily basis. But at that time, they did not trust because I came across yeah. as a sales guy. Okay. But now the same customers are coming to us and asking for the advice in terms of how to buy this software. Can it be? Mm. <laughs> now, because you've, you've risen above as opposed to, you're now, like I said, an industry expert. And, you know, if you show people, no, 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 we can remain unbiased, you know, in our recommendation and just provide lots of very authentic, um, you know, unbiased information that, you know, it's like us, right? So, uh, you know, there are other ways to do what we do. Um, you know, historically, we've helped, you know, our clients get tons of media coverage. And, you know, now we do a lot of work with B2B sales. Um, and there are other things you can do. Um, we happen to do one very specific thing very well. It's not yep. the it's not the be all end all for anyone. And so similarly, I'm sure, you know, you, you could have a conversation with someone. And I think, you know, folks appreciate that when you say, yeah, I'm not really a fit for this, but I'll tell you what, I, I know some people that might be a better fit. Let me make the introduction there. I mean, that's just so valuable today. And, and I think as consumers and everyone's a consumer, like we listen for that. You know, is this person just trying to sell their thing at all costs or do they really truly care about me? Exactly. Could not agree more. Honestly speaking, we have used all of this media and the content that we are building as part of our sales collateral, because what that provides to our customers is the confidence, as you correctly pointed out, that, you know, this guy is not simply trying to tailor the pitch and trying yeah. to sell this offering to me. This is his market positioning. This is how he or she is positioned in the market. Uh, and I can listen to the podcast that lives on the internet as opposed to just a sales page that is coming in an email or in the phone call. And I have no idea when that is going to change tomorrow uh, because he is trying to close another deal. So yes, uh, this whole idea, the more uh, you know, open you are in your sales process, in your marketing process, the more uh, you position yourself as the open marketer, the more trust your customers are going to have. Really? We are already uh, you know, uh, getting so much benefit because of what we have done, to be honest. And uh, uh, I have no idea. And people ask us, okay, did you evaluate the ROI of these efforts? 
Um, and honestly speaking, we did it because of our passion, to be honest, because we had, we had, uh, we had time. If we tried to measure the ROI, then probably we, we would not be here. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we did this because because of this, our positioning has changed. Our brand value has changed. Uh, it's just a different ballgame now. All right. So if you're interested in learning more about the ERP world, the WPS Rocks podcast uh, is also found on the web at, I'm sorry, WBS, WBS.rocks. Uh, and then that's the uh, the name of the podcast as well. Uh, but Sam, your website, elevateiq.com. Um, and so when someone goes there, what should they look for? Uh, are they looking to connect with somebody? Are they looking for any specific information on the pro? What are they doing there? Can you tell me a little bit more? I think they're just curious. So uh, this is someone who's like, hey, we might be a prospective candidate uh, you know, to start talking about ERP. We're getting to that point in our business where, yeah, it's starting to get, you know, we're outgrowing QuickBooks and everything else. Yeah, so I would recommend, you know, checking out our blog. We put up very objective, very educational content there. Check the, the podcast if they are interested in ERP purchase, uh, you know, and then, you know, if they want to get in touch with us, obviously they can fill out the contact form uh, and one of the team members will, uh, you know, um, contact me and, you know, I'll get in touch with the, with the prospect uh, if they are really interested in working with us, obviously. All right. I appreciate that. Sam Gupta, uh, again, you're the uh, the founder or the uh, CEO of Elevate IQ uh, and also WBS Rocks. Thanks so much for joining us, Sam. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me. I had so much fun. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.